Hey guys, King Kyrie here at the Age of the Millennial. And right now, I'm just putting this at the uh, beginning of all of my um, segments with my special guests on the um, topic of ideal beauty in America. What you have heard from my special guests throughout this series are their own personal testimonies regarding their own personal experiences. Please don't ridicule them for things that they have said and the things that they believe. Because beliefs and opinions are our own, and they should not be judged harshly. What they have said is how they feel, and we should validate how they feel. If you disagree, turn it off. Don't listen. But if you agree, please, please, please feel free to share your story and talk about your, your own personal testimony. Because that's how we get these conversations started and the healing process can begin. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and my special guests talk about the ideal beauty and body type that America has sort of forced on itself. It's sad that this is where we've become, that this is what we've become, but hopefully we can sort of get around this, get over this, and make ourselves better and stronger for it. Peace out for now, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, you're a lot more clear this time around. How are you doing? Good. I learned. I, I ran it back and listened to my podcast. And I said, first, I hate my voice. And second, why does it sound like I'm across the room? Because I had the phone in my mouth for the last recording. And it still wasn't good <laughs> enough. So I got earbuds now. And I got a little microphone next to me. And we're going to get it going. Alrighty, yeah, you sound a lot better. Good. So, um, for those who don't know, just jumping right into it, uh, King Kyrie here at the age of the millennial with my good friend Kenzo, like my little brother. And um, Kenzo, the reason why I want to talk to you again, not only are you cool, I, I like you as a friend, but um, the last comment you had about you know what you would say to your six-year-old self, it really resonated with me, and not in a good way. And you know what I'm talking about, the whole, um, you would say, hey, you know, stop crying, you'll be skinny soon. Yes. So, at the time, I laughed. and But it was a nervous, like, sort of, like, embarrassed laugh. Have you ever been, like, in a situation before where someone said something either to you or in front of you that just made you, like, chuckle because you couldn't believe they said that? You know, I, I probably have. I can't remember that exact situation. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, well, that's sort of where I was at. And I do want to apologize because I didn't, you know, mean to laugh. Because it, it really hurt me to hear you say that. Oh. About yourself. And when you say, when you say you didn't like it, you didn't like it in a negative way towards me or sort of like a depressing outcome of an answer depressing outcome of an answer okay. because yes. the point of this podcast and when you hear it um there are going to be several people that talk during their own individual segments with me about the perceptions that americans have towards beauty and being thin oh okay all righty and so that's what this podcast is about so, so then this that's about to be a good one <laughs> uh I, I'm hoping so. Yes. I, I, I really do. Yes. 
But going back uh, to your six-year-old self, um, tell me some of the things that you've experienced because you you claim to be an overweight kid. Do you think that you were an overweight kid? And who told you you were overweight? All right, so we're, we're beginning. Yes. Okay, so if we can backtrack and I will clear up what I said. So I do not sound like someone who doesn't give a crap about the world or whatever. Here's where I'm coming from. I'm a kid mm-hmm. that grew up. I've been told that my two other siblings have been significantly more attractive than me by every girl in any school that I ever entered. And what happened to the middle child? So when that joke came out in the last podcast, it wasn't... Okay, so when that joke came out, me as a human being, as a person, I'm a jokester. I think if you remember me as a little kid, I was always... I was the mischievous (laughs) one making the jokes, doing what others said no to do. And it has still still carried on the jokes so i'll throw out a joke it may be personal it may not be a lot of them are and with my friends they they see i i have a small group of friends that support me and so that is why they are they are in my circle so they get a lot of jokes like that now you knowing who i was missing a bunch of years and now catching up on who i am today it is all adding up as we speak right now so when I made that comment as telling my past self that I will be skinny one day, it is it is something that has... Now, I'm not looking for pity from anyone in the comment section, from anyone anywhere, because I, I, how I grew up and how I was raised is I don't need a handout. My father never needed a handout. I don't want a handout, even though he gives us opportunities for handouts. We simply just don't take them. And so, when I say a joke like that, it, it is a joke. It is, um, it is something that is personal, because a lot of my jokes are personal. And any comedian, uh, the, the funniest comedians talk about their personal life. So, the joke that was said um, is, is true. It, 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 is, it is what came first to mind, and that's why it got spit out. I mean, you caught me off guard with that question. And that's what came Yeah, out. sorry. No, no, no. And there's nothing wrong with it. And that is what I wanted to say. And that is what, what came out first. And so, okay, we got backtracked. What is the initial question? So I could just stop blabbering. So the initial question was pretty much, um, did you ever think of yourself as overweight? And who told you you were overweight? I thought of myself as overweight up until weeks ago and still weeks ago weeks ago yes and still now i'm not satisfied with with where i'm at i don't think i'm overweight but it's a new step every time and looking into the mirror is still not satisfying to me and it's a personal but wh- why is that but why is that important to you so initially i used to tell myself for football reasons being big is good. I'm a big running back. It's hard for these little guys to wrap their arms around me. And I'm going to stay heavier, right? Rounder. And so it, it that's what I would use to psych myself out with saying it, it's okay. This is, I look good. I'm fine. But I, I, I don't like, I did not like where I was at. 
and I fixed it. So every checkup as a little kid was I'm obese. It is obesity. And I would, I wouldn't say it, but in my head and I'd slant my eyebrows. Fuck you, doctor. If we could say that on the podcast. You can. That's fine. So yes, every checkup was obesity. You need to watch what you're eating. Do you eat any candies? I never did. My metabolism was shit. And I noticed it. And I noticed a change in this thing in our body called metabolism. Going into my junior year of high school. My work ethic has always been top notch. And uh, it goes to show with the D1. Committed to a D1 football program. My body just never burned like maybe some of these skinny kids did. Out of the three kids in my family. I came out the smallest, the shortest, and the weighing the least. I was at six pounds coming out, almost borderline preemie, and my two other brothers were surpassed 10 pounds, and they haven't even broke 160 their whole life. I broke 160. I broke 166 great. So I think what makes me unsatisfied, and this isn't for pity, this is this is a person it has become a personal thing i i wish it hasn't but it has and it won't go away because it has became a goal in my head but i think a a a humongous factor that goes into it is um so it's gonna sound weird but the initial factor is women and then the factor on the side of that is what makes the answer women is the movies that we watch today i'm a big movie person okay I'm glad you're taking it this step. I'm not going to interrupt you again, but I'm glad you're taking it this step. But continue. Yes. I'm a big movie person. I'm known in my friend circle for, hey, what movie's on tonight? Well, y'all give me a category and I got y'all. And my family, my mom's like, what movie are we watching tonight? Because she loves to just go on the um, on AT&T U-verse and just start scrolling through channels and hop in a movie halfway. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You didn't watch the beginning, and now you're going to watch the end, and then eventually, in a couple weeks, watch the beginning. Screws up the whole movie. So I am a movie person. I fall in love with the lifestyle of a movie that I enjoy. Um, I fall in in love with the lifestyle of my best friend. I have a a best friend. You maybe know him, um, Hudson Rodriguez. We were good friends when I played on the Broncos. Middle school happened. We both parted ways and we both had different mindsets. We both hated each other. Came back, high school, met up. We said that was immature of us. We're best friends now. He has a lifestyle that I am fond of. American made, relatives everywhere, and has ranch, lake house, everything. I'm not saying the lifestyle I have, I hate. I love the lifestyle that my parents have provided me with, but I want what he has. And that is what I'm trying to accomplish with my future family. I want land. I want these things. So back with the body, it comes from the movies and how movies have manipulated me to wanting what is in them with, with, with how women seek men. Now there's this not trend. There's a rumor going around that girls nowadays prefer dad bods. If they do, I don't care. If they don't, I'm still working for now. What is my personal goal? And so to answer the question, women, girls that I walk around in high school with in movies have made it now 
a personal goal for me to be at the physique and the body build that I have always wanted to accomplish. It's crazy to me thinking on what you're saying, how you sort of come came to the conclusion that I was already hyper aware of that so- social media and film and media have sort of dictated our standards of beauty. Because when you think about films, everyone talks about the sexualization of women and films and movies and rap videos and all sorts of stuff, but no one ever stops to think about the sexualization of men. Think about Captain America when he had his shirt off after he came out of the machine. Think of uh, Wolverine and uh, X-Men and all these uh, superhero movies where these guys have to have these crazy physiques. Now, take into perspective, you have the Hollywood actors. Uh, you know Jonah Hill, yeah? Yes. So you got Jonah Hill and you have Chris Pratt, two actors who have said that they have they have totally been denied roles based off of their physique and not their actual performance. And that to me is is just wrong. Like, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? Hearing that if you have a certain body type, you can't be uh, in a certain like, uh, I guess you can't have a certain job because of that. How does that make you feel? Okay, so this is good that we entered the whole realm of denial because of what you look like. So I'm going to turn this into a football standpoint for myself because Mm -hmm. as anybody who is listening, a running back at a high school level or at any level, skinny, no fat, pecs, abs, that is your ideal running back. And the only one still alive that is prospering, this is no racism, no criticism intended. The only white running back still prospering in the last decade is Christian McCaffrey plays running back for the North Carolina Panthers. Other than that, we're talking about not only do you have to be fit in the eyes of a college coach, not only do you have to be toned, no fat, no belly hang over your hips. You also have to be in the eyes of a college coach, a certain color, or they won't look your way. That color being an African-American. For some reason, those athletes get more attention from any coach. From any coach. So, as a white running back my whole life, a white running back being overweight in the eyes of any coach, I've been told multiple times, what are you doing here? Why are you in these drills? What are you, aren't you supposed to be... The one thing that has always been said is, aren't you supposed to be over there? And as their finger points in the direction of heavyset men with three fingers in the dirt, in my head, I said, all right, let's rock and roll on these cones. And more than likely, unless there were kids in these drills that were older than me with more experience, I was kicking anybody's ass in these cone drills because I've been doing it and because this criticism only fueled and didn't burn. So, yes, the denial of people by the way you look is tough, whether overweight, whether skin color, whether it be anything. They don't like the color of your eyes. It hurts. It sucks. But personally, for anybody who deals with it and is listening, it does make you a better person. I know 
nobody understands when 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 um someone will tell you uh, the criticism will make you a better person it does it doesn't happen immediately but if you act upon it and you tell yourself that whoever just said those words is a loser it works and so i'm grateful for the people who have denied me for the people who have tried to deny me for anybody because me going to the naval academy now they 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 don't care about skin color at the naval academy they care about prestige they care about education and they care about who's going to get the right job done at the right time and it doesn't matter your skin color it doesn't matter your size it doesn't matter your speed if you can get the job done no matter who you are what you are what you look like how you're built if you can get the job done you are hired and that is why the degree from any academy whether it be west point air force naval academy the coast guard academy those guys are always hired first because they have dealt with the societal issues the stereotypical issues and they have surpassed it we have earned this prestigious ticket to anywhere because of the stuff we dealt with in the past and if you don't let it affect you anybody can be at that level so i will say i agree with your comment to an extent about you know when someone denies you and when someone uh cast you out let it go and use it as fuel very few people in this world can do things like that you can do it and i can do it i've dealt with it but that takes a level of strength that people don't come with readily they're not born with that that's something that you have a gift i have a gift for taking those negative comments and being able to shrug them off and use them to prove somebody wrong so no i do get what you're saying and it's a lot easier said than done i think that you and i can separate that and use that because we've had to our entire lives uh but there are people that that i can see that they will be told these things and they will completely break down having that confidence being overweight being uh, of a certain skin color a certain height even and being talked down to because of that can break people and unfortunately the, the reality is it can turn people into monsters like have you seen that in your lifetime where someone uh who's overweight may have been talked down to or they've been made fun of and it broke them So I personally had an uncle my dad's brother who was socially awkward. He I don't know. Whoever told me he was overweight, that wasn't his problem. His problem was he couldn't adapt socially in the real world. That human being, my father is an extremely hard worker and he works with petroleum now. They came from nothing. They lived in the projects in Newark and he built his way up. My father he's very humble. the one person that he will say was smarter than him other than the valedictorian in his high school class because he was second the valedictorian was first was personally someone who was smarter than him was my uncle carlos who passed away years ago carlos is someone that you described just recently as those people who aren't born with the ability to overcome that and someone along the way has made fun of him did this to him and he lived his whole life in my grandmother's four story house in Newark. Now when I say four story, no, it is not a prime mansion. It is literally four half-size hotel rooms stacked on top of each other with a kitchen on the second floor. He lived in the attic. 
He never left that house. And I'm not saying I don't love him for it. I loved him. We used to play. When Mini Clips was around, he was my favorite relative because we played Mini Clips. That's as stupid as that <laughs> sounds. So, now, getting into the people aren't born with what we are born with. That's where, now that we can agree to disagree, but that is where I don't agree with, with, with this. It is not something I don't see as you are born with, the strength. Strength, the, the word strength comes in many forms, whether it be you lifting, you benching, you, the strength to overcome a race, your speed. Strength has a lot of forms, but you're not personally born with strength. You have to build strength, no matter what it is. I wasn't born to be able to bench 20, 225 10 times. Going into high school, I couldn't even lift two plates on each side. Now, I built that up, and I'm repping it out for sets. Strength, no matter what, is built somewhere along the way in your life. And what we are talking about in the topic that we are on, I see, is mental strength. Something that you do yes. have to build. So, I'm a person who does not want pity, like I said minutes ago. I don't want handouts. And that's how I see... That's... I'm going to say it straight up, and I'm no filter. Hopefully this podcast doesn't hate me for it or bash me for it. But I see those as excuses when people don't want to overcome and they mentally break down and they lock up inside. We talk about it till this day and we still love him. My uncle Carlos, but he had the potential to be someone great. Someone like my father, someone that I could also look up to and find outlet with his path, but he completely scratched it off. For all my siblings, selfish, stayed in the room, and stayed quiet. I could have went to him for outlet. I could have had opportunities from him in the future because of how smart he was. And so it canceled a path that I could have taken in the future because he wanted to let it affect him. Now, I'm not one who is just going to pass up someone who deals with that. I'm one who, who is seeking to motivate people to get past that because... There were guys in those lines during football that would get told the same stuff and then literally leave that line to go to where that coach was pointing at. And I would be like, what the hell? That kid would run over to that other course or drill with his head down, with his parents watching on the sideline, knowing he wanted to be a running back, but he got told or made fun of, so he just left. Would have I loved to grab him and say, hey, stay the fuck in this line? Yes. But as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old, as an eight-year-old, you're by yourself. Now that I've developed it, I would love to seek and help people who can't. But if you don't want help, then you will never be taught. If you don't want to learn, then you will never be educated. If you don't want what you want, then you will never receive what you want. So if you are letting someone's criticism someone's denial keep you locked up inside i find that as your own personal doing because what is for he to say for you to stop doing what you want to do but would you consider that to be something you're born with like how do you gain that mental strength because being stubborn is a trait but sometimes being stubborn can be a very useful training sometimes stubbornness is something that you're born with like some people are just naturally stubborn 
I think everybody, if you are religious, my family is not, but I try to be, and this is where I see it. There's a plan for everybody, no matter what. And that plan is positive. If you believe in the right things, no matter what you believe in, those beliefs lead you to positivity. Now, there's only one belief that will lead you the negative way, but your beliefs will lead you to positivity. Positivity means opportunity to me. So as long as you keep on trying, if you don't turn down, once someone denies you, now it is your choice to keep going or sit down. If you want to sit down, then sit down and that is your doing and the world will pass you up. Nobody waits. Time is crucial. And I think I think it is acquired and I think it is acquired when your plan finally hits right and you take that first step onto your path. There's millions of steps in the path of life. But I think once you take that one step, then the second step may be even harder, taller or higher. But since you could look back at that first step, then you know you could do the second step and the third one and the fourth one and the fifth one. Born with it or not, I don't agree with that you were born with it. it. It has to be earned. It has to be worked for like anything else. I suppose. I mean, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree yes. on that particular point. Um, but I, I don't want to uh, drag this out too much longer. We can uh, talk about this at a later time. But moving back on to the whole body image and um, talking about being overweight and the images that it projects, how often, um, if you ever watch TV, when you watch TV, how often do you see commercials with um, someone being overweight? Nowadays, overweight, com- or nowadays, a lot of the models are different from 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 what we used to see as little kids or from what my parents used to see so things have changed how often do mm-hmm. i see it i don't know i can't personally i can't tell you because i i don't watch tv that much i watch movies through streaming platforms um but i can i don't know social media you see it on instagram nowadays they're heavier set people modeling more than relatively skinnier people or what it used to be yeah i will admit that 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 is becoming a trend where it's no longer um in fashion to be the pencil thin kind of model type but would you uh, admit that when it comes to uh, body type and body issues that women in america have it more difficult than men no no explain so the question was that women have it more difficult than men through body type when it when it comes to the image of a desirable body type let me clarify that point okay so it can go both ways so this will be a personal opinion i think it is it is equal as everybody wants to be equal i will see it as equal It is hard for a man to be attractive in the eyes of a woman, and it is just as hard for that woman to be attractive in the eyes of that man. It is all how each and every one, each and every individual seeks their attractive um, mate. I don't know 
how to answer this question correctly and i think it is a very opinionated answer that will have no right answer it will have an opinionated answer from anybody who is asked the question so my standpoint on it is i think it goes both ways i don't think there's a side that has it harder than the other side i'm i'm glad you clarified that i'm glad you um said that because this is a very opinionated answer that does not clearly have a defined winner um the reason why i'm asking this uh is because i want to ask everyone on this particular podcast this uh segment that question because i will be having uh women talk about this and i think that for a lot of people they think of women as being objectified and they think of them as having it harder as far as being physically attractive but i do agree with you that it can be equal because of all the things that you discussed talking about growing up and the things that you face not just from you know uh children at school and from coaches but also your doctor and things like that it's very difficult for a boy in america to deal with these things and for whatever reason uh women have it easier and i'm not sure why that is an opinion of course but from my experience women um, have an easier time being able to express how upsetting it is to be objectified and um being looked at as an object i, I know you may not have as much experience with this as i do uh but I'll, I'll just let you know that it, it is a tough uh subject women being an object that is that is the the tough subject well the the tough subject of um who is um worse off in the way of like suffering from body image and um issues with um being the ideal physically attractive partner for anyone yes. based off of their yes. body and things like mm-hmm. that and, and it, it's really hard to determine who has it worse off because there are a lot of women if you were to talk to uh, a girl and you were to show them images of people like who would you prefer to go on a blind date with if you just saw these two photos they, they will pick physical characteristics and a lot of them will probably determine that based off of a body type uh there are stereotypes out there that women don't pick uh men based on how they look but how much money they make and that to me is wrong yes. i can get into that <laughs> I can get to that on a whole different level, but to yes. say that uh, women are majority like gold diggers and they want to make sure that they're like uh, financially taken care of, to me is just wrong. But that's not the subject of this particular podcast. That's for a later date. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else you would like to add? Well, if we're talking about, um, there was you just mentioned it and it just flew over my head. What the heck was it? Um. We're talking about oh, per, per, no, 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 per, personality. So, so the so that yes. let's say blind day. So, my biggest pet peeve personally is when a girl in high school or whatever wants to come out and say personality is more important than looks. My response to that, and it is, it really is. But when a girl says that, or a woman, that isn't what they mean. Let's say a girl goes, a woman goes into a bar. You have someone that is not attractive in the eyes of that woman, and you have an attractive guy. 
let's say the attractive guy is a piece of shit and the unattractive guy will give her the world and everything that she wants other than the looks that she already is looking for she will go to the attractive guy everybody knows that answer but personally i'm glad you said personally anybody will go to looks first and then seek the personality that they are looking for and so exactly the biggest problem that dealt with growing up and no i haven't been in bars and been in this situation but in a classroom you can pinpoint which kid in that classroom is going to have the attention of the women who is of the girls in high school who's going to who are the girls going to uh, float around whether it be sports whether it be looks and so growing up as a heavier set guy who is not attractive in the eyes of a woman but can make any girl laugh who has a sense of humor of course i was always beat i was always beat by the kid that was soon to be a drug dealer soon to be a pothead soon to be a nobody who will not be going to college in a couple years i was always beat by those guys and that is why when you were talking about personality i want to hit this topic because everybody everybody and anybody will go for the attraction first then seek personality and then there are evil people out there who will say personality is important but for a social media photo for a look when they get out of the car at a restaurant they will stick with the attractive person they will stick with the hierarchy of that person i personally had it happen to me this past year i had i've had three girlfriends my whole life this one was um the first one that was older than me um she was the um she was known as one of the prettiest girls if we put it in a mean girl's perspective she, <laughs> she is Regina George of Klein High School looks wise i'm not here to bash her looks wise she was perceived by everybody in that building faculty and staff as well as a Regina George someone who is the head of every club someone who is the head of every committee someone who is religiously or known to be religiously um striving with a father as a pastor um i never understood the definition of a of a <laughs> pastor's daughter and now i do but we dated at the beginning of the school year did i lose weight yes did she find me attractive yes but this isn't about looks anymore this is about what they seek in in how personality is shadowed by what people want first sight and so being the starting running back at a 6A high school being a top performing running back in the state of Texas she saw me as propaganda as something that could get even her higher on the poll or list of popularity and i was dumb enough to fall into that i found her super attractive and i found her personality awesome she was a great blonde blue eyes she was awesome and i i hate that it went the way it did because i wanted nothing more but a successful relationship out of it and if a successful relationship didn't happen i still wanted 
to be on good terms, which is what we are not on. So when I went into high school this past junior year, when I left high school sophomore year, I was at 240 pounds. Over the summer, this is what I'm talking about at the beginning of the podcast, the metabolism kicked in and I realized what the hell metabolism is. Worked out the same, but sweat a lot differently. Sweat during my sleep, sweat during my workouts. I was melting. And that is what I told a lot of people, believe it or not. The word melting was used so much during that summer. I bumped down to 212 and was fluctuating between 208 and 212 between game days. So I did lose a lot of weight and I got a lot of attention from girls going into my junior year. Looks in football, it was for looks in football, but not personality. I ignored all of them because I was smarter than that. I've came from middle school and elementary school where I did get denied because I was fat and I wasn't attractive. So some of these girls have carried on and I see them every year since since kindergarten. So a lot of them did get rejected because personally, first, it's football season. And second, I don't want you if you didn't want me in the past. And so with Corinne, that's her name, my ex-girlfriend, Corinne Upchurch. Um, I, I knew nothing more than she is one of the most popular girls in this high school. Did I think I had a chance with her? No, because when I looked in the mirror, I still saw Kenzo Materi as what I used to be. Um, so I was getting a lot of attention from everybody. And when she gave me attention, like any other boy who doesn't think that he can accomplish this, got super excited. And so I blinded out everything and I wanted an exclusive relationship with this girl. I did not care what others thought. And this is where I explain it as I was still getting attention from a lot of women in that high school um, saying Corinne's bad and all these stereotypes about this girl. And I, in a lot of, uh, as weird as it sounds, and it was hitting me like a Netflix movie, it was as cliche as some of these girls would say, I'm better than her. And I, this, I mean, my phone was blowing up on a Thursday night before a Friday night game like crazy. Hey, can I wear your jersey? Can I do this? I'm sorry. I, first off, I, I'm only worried about football. And second off, I'm in an exclusive relationship or starting one. So please just, just leave me alone. I did go with Corinne and I'm smarter than that. And I fell in love with her personality. She was, she, she, she threw up what I wanted. And, and it wasn't like I was with her just for looks. I did. It took us a while, actually, personally, as a funny joke, whatever. She ended up asking me out to be her boyfriend other than me asking her to be my girlfriend because I wanted it exclusive. I cared about football. And then our relationship could have began after the season. She got so amped up and wanted what she wanted out of me for the time being. And that is why a girl who is eager asked a guy to be her boyfriend. That never happens. It happened. And I want to say I was in love, but I've never been that nor claimed to be that. So I was just head over heels for this girl. Mm -hmm. She, what I noticed, she never cared about my personality. Um, she never cared about my aspirations. She only cared about how I made her look. And so some of- Notoriety. Say it again. 
She wanted uh, notoriety and validation for dating someone on the football team. Notoriety will be um, put onto the new vocabulary list. Thank you. Yes, notoriety, <laughs> if that is what that means. I'm pretty sure it does. So, yes, what you just said is, is correct. And some of those girls did warn me. But since there were other girls in that, in that, let's say, fish tank who would say I'm better than her, I saw all girls as, oh, you just saw that I lost weight and you just want me now. Um, so I ignored all of them. And a lot of them didn't know who she was and, and told me. And I would just tell them, just stop. Please just leave me alone. Let me do whatever I need to do. And that is it. Um, make a long story short. The week after the football season ended, I have became now a single man. Um, aside from the fact that literally my first dog ever passed away that same week and football season was over. So I was dealing with a lot that same week on top of me starting to realize, yo, this shit is over for me. I will not have a girlfriend very soon. And what these girls were saying is true. And I ha I did uh, like this girl a lot. So it started scaring me. And so the breakup happened. Um, it was very, very calm. Um, it did not, it did not burst into anything because I was in awe. I was, um, I was like, wow, uh, you, you really lived up to the expectations. And so I was upset, but, um, like another like another denial thing that I've dealt with in the past I got through it and I focused on myself and she is now a lesson that was learned um so hopefully one thing about me that if I keep on coming on these podcasts you all will learn that my biggest fear when I'm asked are you scared of heights what are, are you scared of alligators snakes whatever my biggest fear as a personal person is not finding love and, and I really thought that that could have been that in the high school aspect. And it wasn't. And that was what was so heartbreaking for me. And so now that has turned into a lesson that was learned and that will be evaluated more carefully in the future. And I've been single since then and um, doing, doing fine, actually. So I'm glad you're able to make that um very mature very adult you know kind of not not decision but like that realization that it's not the physical things that you should be afraid of it's those other things because being afraid of being alone and not finding love that's a really big fear but um to go back a little bit more to what you were saying about you know all the girls that were showing you attention you know, you didn't want to really hear what they had to say. Do you believe, and then having uh, this girl ask you out, do you believe that your self-image of yourself, the idea of who you looked like to other people, made you insecure that you did not want to put yourself out there for rejection? No. So I got a little tangled up in that question, but I think my answer might be correct for, for the question that you just asked. So with this girl... Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, what I not like to do, but I just naturally do it, is tie things around. And I fell mm -hmm. in love. I did fall in love, not with her, but with the lifestyle of what we could have been. I do believe in high school sweethearts and what I love. Yes. But what I also...
European girl have two kids, I would also love that lifestyle as well. With her at the time, I fell in love with the lifestyle that we were having and that we were going to have. She is also American made. She's blonde, she's blue eyes. She has everything that I, I, my eyes want. So she was attractive, yes. Was she going to get turned down because of her personality was not my type? Yes, and that is why I did not want to date her anytime sooner. It Unfortunately, she did put me in a situation where she asked me out and um, I said, yes. I, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna turn it down. So I said yes to it and it worked for, for um, a couple months, but not a couple months. It worked for about a month and a half, almost two, um, after months of talking or a month, about, about a three and a half month relationship, but it felt, it felt a lot longer to me because I was ready for, for more and I was waiting for more and I was, uh, waiting for what could, could have came. So to answer your question, I don't know if this is the right answer, but with her, like I said, with my best friend's lifestyle, I have in my mind what I want with my life. And um, she fit it perfectly. And her personality at the time fit that perfectly as well. Okay. So final question, let's sort of keep this short. Um, When it comes to physical appearance, do you believe that people are more likely to get rejected for being overweight yes 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 all right well i'm glad that uh we sort of got through that i really enjoyed hearing you talk i really hope the, uh, the podcast people enjoy hearing you speak uh look forward to hearing your segment um after i finish recording everyone else's i'll have about uh four more guests speaking uh, along with myself so i uh look forward to everyone hearing your perspective i'm glad you came on and i hope you have a great night thank all you. right thank you you're very welcome hopefully soon to be uh, on sleep well. yes i will yes <laughs> all righty bye kenzo i'll see you all all right <laughs>